Hello, 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 and welcome to another Win Daily Show. My name is Michael Brazil. I got my man Sticks Picks here with me, and we have week four of the NFL. We are here to preview the Sunday slate for you. We've been crushing it. We've been crushing it the last three weeks. I mean, Sticks has some five, or, yeah, there's there a five figure weekend in there. Jason's 125,000. I think C is up over 10 grand on the season so far, and that's only through three weeks. It's just most of all we're, the we're money, dude. We're printing money. The subscribers are crushing it too. The members, Love the Win Daily members are family. ROI is much higher than mine. So good for them. That's what I'm here for. I don't yes. care about. Well, I like money, but yeah, I was gonna say I don't. I don't I'm mind here to help. winning. Yeah, yeah, yeah but I, I, <laughs> I play risky as hell. So if I don't win a lot of money, that makes sense. Because, uh, but the weeks I do, it's gonna be good. But we have cash game plays for you. We have the GPP plays for you. We got the M the the, the MME plays for you as well, where we want to see all of those percentages, which we're gonna love. But Sticks Picks is here with me. We are gonna be breaking it down. Nick, how are you this morning? I'm doing well. Lovely. Uh, it's it's cold in Chicago, though. I want to say lovely, but it's it's refreshing. It is mm-hmm. a nice, brisk, like 48 degrees right now. I've all of a sudden just fall weather, like late fall weather, just came out of nowhere. We had summer, then late fall, no early fall. I don't know what's yep. going on. Yeah, New Jersey, uh, same thing. I mean, it's already too cold for me. I'm looking at my phone. It says it's 59, so it's not terrible. But I woke up. That's a, a nice hours ago. Yeah, exactly. I woke up a couple hours ago. The cold, you know, stepped outside, kind of let it wash over my face a little bit. You know, kind of get the crust out of my eyes and drank my coffee. And now I'm here with you, man. So it's a good day to be alive. And let's just jump right into it. We got an interesting slate. One thing of note. So we already knew the Titans Pittsburgh Steelers game was going to be postponed potentially to Tuesday. As of, I think Thursday, it was still going to be played Monday or Tuesday. It is now being moved and they're kind of reworking the schedule around. So it's going to be interesting for you best ballers out there. If you lined up your quarterbacks in a specific way uh, and you had Lamar Jackson, that might've kind of threw a wrench in your plans a little bit because now the Steelers and Ravens game is moved, and then this game is moved, and now the Ravens have a different bye week, and it's very confusing, and I don't really understand it. We're not too worried about it, but it is of note, and it actually looks like the Titans keep testing positive for coronavirus, so watch out, Bills fans, as well. Next week might get a little weird and wacky, but we're here to talk about the Week 4 slate. We lose a game, but we're still going to have a lot of fun with it. Uh, let us open it up here. We have the Minnesota Vikings traveling down to Houston to play the Texans over under. looks like it's about 53 and a half. My goodness. The Texans are favored by three and a half and the Vikings have no secondary. Talk to me about this game, Nick. What are you feeling? I don't know if there's going to be one stop in this game at all. I mean, Kirk cousins is very prone to throwing interceptions as we've seen uh, two weeks ago when he was just absolutely dreadful last week, a lot better for him. Uh, yeah, this is probably one of my favorite games to get exposure to. And ownership's not too crazy. The highest owned guy in this game looks to be David Johnson because he's just super cheap at running back. But Duke Johnson is back. So it's not like the David Johnson workload we're used to seeing the last two weeks. Not like it was anything crazy anyway. They're just refusing to give him a lot of carries. But as Houston team has been playing from behind so early in all these games, it's just it's been a disaster of a season. But man, they had the hardest, it has to be the hardest three game stretch of any team in the NFL is going to face this year. But their defense is really bad. Minnesota's defense, their top cornerback this week, I guess, if you want to call it the top cornerback, is Holton Hill, mm. who is so legend, so, so bad. 
Um, like, let's not get cute. We've, you know, week one, when I talked about how bad this Minnesota secondary was likely to be, that showed true, and we crushed with Aaron Rodgers. Um, then they played the Colts, and, that you know, Phillip Rivers really isn't a gunslinger by any means, so that really wasn't a game we wanted to get super invested in, but it looks like, you know, um, who was that guy we all had that week? Uh, Aaron Jones? No, from oh, Ohio State. Oh. Paris Campbell. Yes. So that was like Paris Campbell chalk week. So we all played him that week, but that was just not really a good game to stack up by any means because Indiana Indianapolis plays so slow. But this game, both these teams play at a decent pace. I know Minnesota is going to stay committed to the run, which I love. And we always love Dalvin Cook when he's under 15% ownership. Last week he was under like five. So that was amazing. We are three for three on calling the top running back on the slate. Uh, I don't. I'm not going to say it's Dalvin Cook this week yet, but we'll see. We'll see what goes on. But yeah, I, I love exposure to this game. The only positions I'm going to completely throw off my board are the tight ends. I'm not playing Irv Smith, Atkins, Rudolph, or uh, Darren Fells. Not playing any of those guys. Not playing any of these defenses. But every single wide receiver in this game, besides Kenny Stills, for me is in play. So we got Cobb, Jefferson, Cooks, Fuller, Thielen, all in great spots. Dalvin Cook, David Johnson, certainly in play. And then Kirk and Deshaun Watson, absolutely. This is going to be a fun one. And it's going to be really interesting because, uh, you know, I brought up the Titans-Steelers before. The Vikings were the team that played the Titans last week. So to start this week off, the the Vikings, I don't think, were allowed into the practice facility until yesterday. How do you think that's going to affect this game? I mean, we actually saw the line go from four and a half down to three and a half, which I thought was really weird. I snagged it at four and a half because I thought it was going to just shoot up because we weren't sure what we were going to see. It actually came back down. So my bet doesn't look that great anymore. How do you think that's going to affect Minnesota and and how much more prepared do you think the Texans will be with that, uh, with that knowledge? Yeah, that's very interesting. We've never really had this situation in my time studying football. So I don't know. I'd like to say it's, you know, they, they still got to do like remote stuff. So they did all their film work and all their mental prep. Maybe the, the days off helped the bodies a little bit because Minnesota is just so beat up, mainly on the defensive end. And then we saw Dalvin Cook get hurt for a play or two last week. So maybe the, the time off helps him. I don't know. I don't really know what to look into that. I'm probably not going to factor it too high just because, again, I have no idea what that does to the football team. But I know every single day of practice is so important for these games because it's just such a quick turnaround. You really only have five days to prep for your opponent. But as long as they got to watch film and everything like that, they're still professional athletes. They're going to keep themselves in shape. It's like, you know, one extra day off is not going to kill you. So I think it probably helps Minnesota and these bodies that were so banged up. But, it, you know, I don't know. That's a it's good question. Yeah, we yeah. really don't know. And, you know, I just kind of posed that question because it is we've never seen it before. We really have no idea what to expect, so it's going to be interesting, uh, and I'm I'm excited to watch the game, and I'm hoping Houston wins by more than four and a half points at this point. So it sounds like that's going to be a fun game to stack. Let us move on. We have the Baltimore Ravens, who you told me were going to win by two touchdowns, um, got blown out on Monday Night Football against Patrick Mahomes, which was a lot of fun, and now they are in a absolute smash spot going up against this Washington football club in Washington, D.C. Baltimore is favored right now. Looks like by 14 points straight. <laughs> you can grab it 14 points over under at 54 and a half. I personally think Baltimore scores more than 54 and a half points. Um, so I would take the over here. But um, are you worried? Are you going to play anyone in this game? I mean, Scary Terry 
Is he hurt? I think I saw something about him being um, potentially injured for this game. Uh, the We don't really understand the Ravens running yet. We don't really know who other than Gus Edwards should get more carries. I think that's just an obvious thing. But how are you looking at this game from a DFS perspective? Uh, I don't want anything. I mean, it's hard to full fade Lamar Jackson yeah. in any aspect, but this should be a game that they handle from the get-go. And we saw him against Kansas City just completely abandoned the run so yeah, quickly. I mean, they were only down one touchdown. They were marching down the field running the ball on their first drive. And then they just abandon the run. So I don't know what's going on there. I would assume that they get back to their game plan, which is running the ball down everybody's throats. Um, scary Terry McLaurin is questionable with a thigh injury. I'm assuming he's got to play because Steven Sims is out too. Um, but for DFS, it really just opens up things for Logan Thomas. In my opinion, he's still super, super cheap tight end. Doesn't have a whole lot of upside, but at that price of 3,500 on DraftKings, you don't need to do a whole lot to hit value there. And then with Baltimore, they're going to run three running backs, so that's a nightmare for fantasy. Um, you probably got to play Mark Ingram in your season-long leagues. I guess if these uh, postponements hurt you, Gus Edwards is potentially not the worst you know, season-long flex play. I, I just don't know what to do about J.K. Dobbins. It seems like they want to play him some days, and then it's Gus Edwards the next. Usually Gus Edwards when they have such a big lead because they don't want to ruin mm-hmm. J.K. Dobbins or Mark Ingram so early in the season when they don't need them. So that's probably what I would read into this game. And then, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to play much Lamar Jackson, I don't think. But It's, it's, it's a weird he, game, man. I mean, 14-point spread. Like, what the hell are you supposed to do with that? He's going off in these games, though, before. I mean, week one again last year, Miami, they were probably a 14, 15-point favorite in that game or something along those lines, definitely over 10. And Lamar Jackson and Hollywood Brown went absolutely nuts. But I don't know. I mean, Mark Andrews always in play for GPPs. Lamar Jackson, sure, no one's really going to play him this week. So if you think that's an edge, go ahead. I just I don't know what to think about this game because I do not see Washington keeping up at all. No, and, and that's, I think, the thing. Like, does Washington even score 14 points to cover that spread, right? Like, do they even just score 14 points? I don't even see that happening. So I think it. this is, you know, uh, CNI spoke about it on the betting show. I think the Ravens want to come show out for their offense's sake, but that defense got thrashed. So I think the defense wants to come and show out as well. I wouldn't be surprised if if Marcus Peters is just going out there looking for the first pick six he can because Dwayne Haskins is terrible. So, I think it's a fun spot for the Ravens. I think they put up a lot of points. I honestly think they put up more than the 45 and a half by themselves because they need to come out and do that. Just to be remind themselves, honestly, that they are more than capable of just putting teams into the ground. So I think it's going to be an interesting game. You brought up that Miami game. That's exactly what I was going to talk about. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if Lamar Jackson and and Hollywood Brown have a couple connections today. It should be a lot of fun. Um, It should be an interesting game. So how do you feel about, you know, from a GPP perspective? I mean, I'm looking at it right now. Lamar Jackson's a little under six and a half percent owned. Like, would this be a nice little contrarian, you know, one sided stack that you can go with in case they do just completely blow up and and just try and run the run the um, uh, formerly known as Redskins right out of the FedEx field? I think that's certainly a possibility. So I'll maybe have a little bit of exposure in GPPs. I don't know if I'm going to take that stance at all, but it's, yeah, I mean, if the field's not playing Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews, or Hollywood Brown, go ahead. I mean, mm-hmm. you could. there's no one in this Washington secondary that could keep up with Hollywood Brown. 
And then Mark Andrews, you know, he's just a matchup nightmare for anybody. So, yes. yeah, you could certainly play him in GPPs. I like it. I like it. And just a little bit, Mark Andrews is less owned than Logan Thomas here on FanDuel. Granted, he is about 3K more expensive, so I guess it kind of makes sense <laughs> there. But, hey, you know, that's just what we like to see. Uh, let us move on. Um, you got boots on the ground for this game. We're going to Indianapolis. They're going there. The Colts are traveling to Chicago. The Colts are favored, road favorite, three points. We got... Mr. Nick Foles, starting as quarterback, finally took long enough to get there. Uh, talk to me about this game. I mean, Colts' defense is good. Their secondary has been weird this year. They crushed the Jets without really needing to put up anything on offense. It was a weird game. How do you? How are you looking at this game? And, I mean, does Chicago just outright win here? Uh, I think the Colts win. Um, right. It's going to be interesting to see the Bears' offense without Tariq Cohen playing a factor. I guess that means maybe we see more Daryl Patterson. Uh, I'm not going to ever talk about Ryan Null. I know someone on Twitter tried to sell Ryan Null to the public earlier in the year. I did not understand mm-hmm. what – I didn't have the energy to get into that Twitter debate, so I stayed out. Uh, David Montgomery, though, is going to have a big workload, you would imagine. Uh, didn't really do a whole lot last week on the ground or really via the pass at all. So it'd be good to see him get a three-down back roll, maybe a two-and-a-half down back roll, because Cordero is definitely going to have some sort of role in this game. And then you know how much I like to take running backs against Chicago. So Jonathan Taylor's in a really, really good spot here. The price is pretty solid on DraftKings at 6600 But if the Bears can put up points, and you could certainly score on Indianapolis's secondary, it looks like Rock Yasin is back for Indianapolis. Yes, he is. He's one of their better corners, and that's going to – probably be lined up with Allen Robinson for a lot of this game. And then Xavier Rhodes on the other side. So I don't know. I think you could play Colts D. I don't see the Bears winning this one. I know I usually like to take three-point dogs at home. But I, th- I think Indianapolis could just run them out of the gym right now. And then on the receiver side, again, Allen Robinson, I usually always love to play him. I think I'm going to be out this week. Zach Pascal. There's some super value there. He's only 4,400 on DraftKings. You could play him against this Chicago secondary. Absolutely. We saw Atlanta kind of do whatever they wanted through the air. Zacharias or Zacchaeus, whatever his name, he had a big day. Obviously, Kelvin Ridley had a big day. It seems like every pass catcher in Atlanta had a big day besides Hayden Hurst. Um, and then Jimmy Graham. Him. Yeah, yeah, he that's true. One one, one, hey, man, I'll yeah, take it. Didn't completely bust me out on my... Hayden Hurst shares, but Jimmy Graham, I mean, we know how much Nick Foles loves tight ends. He's super cheap this week, 3.8K. He's going to look for Jimmy in the red zone. They've been scheming for Jimmy to get open in the red zone every single game this year, and he's, what does he have, three touchdowns, I think, mm-hmm. already? So yep. good for him. It's uh, nice to see him be effective in an offense because Green Bay really hardly used him at all. But that's it. I, I don't really like a whole lot in this game. If you Got a good read on David Montgomery at super low ownership with the biggest workload he's likely to have in what we've ever seen from David Montgomery. That should probably be this week. And then, yeah, Jonathan Taylor, great spot too. But if the Bears put up points, the thing about Jonathan Taylor is Naeem Hines is going to come in and play the pass catcher role. So it just all depends on your read for this game. I personally think Indianapolis can control this one from the get-go, but you never know with big dick Nick Foles. You could just chuck one down to Robinson and or Darnell Mooney or Anthony Miller. And mm-hmm. if they score early, maybe go up two scores or 10-0, we could see a lot more Hines than we do Jonathan Taylor. So it's a tough spot there. But 
It's just not a sexy game when we have so many totals yeah. over 50 points on this slate. Yeah, total for this game is at 43. Um, and just some ownership over here on FanDuel. Jonathan Taylor is at 7.5K, a little under 4.5. David Montgomery, 5.8K, a little over 5. So uh, people are taking a little bit of shares of running backs in this game. Uh, Allen Robinson still 10% owned, over 10% owned here on FanDuel at uh, 7k and jimmy graham 5.3k so a little more expensive over here on FanDuel, but is less than one percent owned so i don't know it's a play it's definitely a play they are trying to get him to touchdown passes in the end zone as you said nick folds loves those tight ends um let us move on we have the cleveland browns traveling down to jerry world browns are the cowboys are favored by four and a half points right now Total is 56. Let's go. As you said, almost two touchdowns more expected in this game than in the previous game we spoke about. Uh, Cowboys offense has been incredible. Cowboys defense has been god awful. Uh, they're terrible against the pass, and it is insane. But the Browns, all they want to do is run the ball. They want to run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. And we've seen Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt look absolutely fantastic this year. Talk to me about this game. I mean, the Browns defense isn't terrible. Uh, but I think Greedy Williams is going to be out this week, if I'm not mistaken. So I think it's going to be a little easier for the Cowboys to throw the ball. How how are you looking at this game and and where are you going to maybe find some value or maybe to find some some money? Yeah, super high total in Dallas. Um, Was it four and a half points they're favored by over mm -hmm. Cleveland? I really like Cleveland to cover here with or without Kareem Hunt. I know he's questionable. I think it sounds like he's going to go. Um, but... Is this a week we could play Baker Mayfield? Every single team in the world is tearing up Dallas's secondary. But I know how much Stefanski and Cleveland are going to want to establish the run early. That's what they do. That is what makes them successful. But, like, if there's a week, I know I thought last week was Odell week. Maybe it's this week. But um, Jordan Lewis in the slot, we saw what Tyler Lockett did to him last week. So, the snaps or the snaps are there obviously for Jarvis Landry, but the target share is certainly not. It looks like Odell is like 32% of the targets. Jarvis is way down. That was kind of flipped last year. Jarvis was Baker's boy. Uh, I think this is a really good spot for Jarvis Landry, but I really question the upside. He's more of like a cash game play. I think I put him in the cash game article with Odell Beckham. Odell's certainly the upside here, but Landry's only 5.1K. So you could do a lot with your lineup if you want to play him. Um, I'm probably not going to be very high on Dak Prescott. The model likes him. He's projected for over 23 points. That's very high for a quarterback. There's a couple of those quarterbacks with that high of projections. But what is Nick Chubb's ownership at? Under 10%. Wow. Always interested in Nick Chubb. Mm -hmm. I don't care what Dallas is against the run. Let's look at them where they at. They're top 15 in run DVOA, but they're, I think, 14th or 15th, if I remember right. So that's a good spot, but... You know, for, for that is the strong part of Dallas's defense. Let's say that is their run defense, but the strong part of Cleveland's offense is their running game. It's one of the top three in the NFL. So, you know, it's a strength against a strength. I I think I give advantage Nick Chubb here. Yeah, and especially if Kareem Hunt, again, we expect him to play. It doesn't look like he's going to be out um, completely, but if he is, they're just more work for Nick Chubb there. Right. I mean, uh, over here on FanDuel, he is under 8% owned, where we have Ezekiel Elliott a little under 28% owned. So obviously, Zeke is, you know, 
a little bit better by some standards. There's less competition in the backfield as well, but still interesting that Nick Chubb is that low owned. Um, I don't know. Definitely, definitely. I'm FanDuel, man. Like, that's where the real value in Nick Chubb is because it's just yards and touchdown equity is what gets you points. There's so many other running backs, you know, like a guy like Austin Eckler who had 11 catches last week can just, he's certainly not a better running back than Nick mm-hmm. Chubb, but he could have a lot more points than Nick Chubb if Nick Chubb doesn't get in the box twice. So that's a, the downside of Nick Chubb. It, you know, it's just like Henry on DraftKings. If, if they're not scoring one and a half touchdowns a game, the value's not really there. So on FanDuel, I don't understand why he would be that low owned. Like that's that's like a top play. Uh, 8.3K. So pay attention, people. Sticks is usually right about this shit. I think that part is very important. Uh, Dallas wide receivers all year. I mean, we've been smashing them, whether it's Amari Cooper, whether it's Michael Gallup, whether it's CD Lamb. I mean, their combined ownership over here is about only 25% on FanDuel combined for the three of them, which is kind of surprising. Um Usually you see a little bit higher. Odell is up to a little under 15%. How do you feel about the wide receivers on the Dallas side in this spot? It's really tough matchups. Terrence Mitchell and Denzel Ward on the outside of Cleveland are very, very good corners. And what I like about them the most, like when people talk about, you know, why do we pick on the slot cornerbacks a lot? It's because the slot cornerbacks don't have a sideline to use as their help. So they're truly one-on-one unless they, have, unless they have safety help. But usually the safeties and linebackers are worried about the tight ends and the running backs out in the flats and running routes that way. So I think if I want to use any Dallas guy, it's probably going to be C.D. Lamb in the slot against Tavier Thomas, who is just – he's not good. But he's – I think he's really young. Let me see what he is. I, I always thought he was going to be an R.I. player in the NFL. Um, yeah, he's only 24. So from Ferris State – that's how I know that name. Some D1 AA or D2 football. Oh, It's a college hockey powerhouse, though. <laughs> Way up north of Michigan, I think. So super cold weather, but irrelevant. I don't know what cold weather has to do with playing quarterback in Dallas, but I like <laughs> in a the game information, in Dallas. though. We yeah, yeah. Information. We want if you didn't... <laughs> Paint me this picture, Nick. Paint me this picture. Well, I'm glad I could get into Ferris State hockey for you. He used to go see them play at Western Michigan when my cousin was there. So college hockey is pretty fun to watch live. Absolutely uh, wild in the old times when you could sit by people and stuff. Mm. All right. There's our rant for the day that just goes off the rails. But I think It'll my short, an- <laughs> short answer is I like C.D. Lamb. I'm not playing Cedric Wilson. I know that guy went off last week. I, no one played him, so that didn't hurt us. But really shocking that they went four. I guess they were chasing points early. So they went four wide, which is cool to see Mike McCarthy do kind of like his old Packer days when they had a strong wide receiving core like Mm. eight years ago. Mm. And that's probably the last time they had a bunch of good receivers, but yeah, well, who we have like Jordy, let's get off the rails again. Jordy Nelson, Greg Jennings, uh, Randall Cobb when he was young. And then, Devontae Adams wasn't there yet. No, I don't think he was there yet. Um, who else? There's another shoot. Yeah, who was that other wide receiver? The older guy. Yeah. Who's the hell the older guy? Dude, he's Donald Driver. Yep. Yeah, that's the old four wide Packers. I love it. So Mike McCarthy's kind of taking a page from his uh, old self, and that was cool to see. So Cedric Wilson is just a benefactor of that game being such a shootout. But yeah, I mean, Amari Cooper, if you want to play him, absolutely you got to play him in season long. He's just one of the most talented route runners in the NFL. So as good as Denzel Ward and Terrence Mitchell are, well, that's a pretty tough matchup. Are they both playing? I just want to make sure that because I thought the Browns were more banged up than that. 
go ahead. What what are your thoughts on this game? I'll look up this injury report. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I think the public, the Cowboys are always overvalued because of the public and especially when they're favorites because I think this line opened up a little bit closer to four, three and a half, four. It's now gone up to four and a half. Browns on the road are terrible. Browns on the road against the spread. I think I saw a statistic in their last like 19. They haven't covered a single spread on the road, um, which is you know, alarming to say the least. So it it is what it is. But I think it'll be a fun game. I think watching, I'm, I'm curious. I'm curious to see what the Browns do. If they still just continue to pound the rock and go play action, where Odell is, you know, wide open against nobody. Um, and you know how that is. I think it'll be a lot of fun. Let's see if the Browns can un-Browns themselves and start, what is it? They'd start three and one, I think. That would be pretty cool. First I think time the Browns win this game. I think they win really? outright. Yep. All right. I like that. I thought Denzel Ward is questionable though. Okay. Yeah. They are really banged up, unfortunately. So yeah, I think Dallas, I think Dallas is still going to be able to throw the ball. I I want to see the Browns run the ball. I think if anything, I'd take the under 56, man. If the Browns are just going to run the ball the whole time. Yep. 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 I'm so with you on that one. And you know how much I love those overs, man. You know how much I love them, but put 56 points for a Stefanski team. Like once uh, I'd have to go through the box scores. I, I find it hard to believe that. Well, they hit what sixty against the Bengals. The them and the Bengals hit sixty together. Yes, but that was against Cincinnati's run defense. So Cleveland's offense was working, and they can play okay. up pace because every single carry they had that day was like seven yards. Yeah. That's yeah. not going to happen against Dallas. It's going to be a little bit more tough to just what whatever Cleveland ran for against Cincinnati. Damn near two hundred yards because mm. uh, Kareem Hunt had a really good day that day too. But it was. That was a fun yeah. game. Thursday night football, man. Hasn't been as terrible this year yet. 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 It'll get there. Um, I think that's enough from this game. Let's move yeah. on. This will be an interesting one. The Saints traveling to Detroit. Saints are favored by three and a half. And I have a screenshot here on my phone uh, because it was insane how many players are injured. We have Michael Thomas out, Marshawn Lattimore out, Janoris Jenkins out, Marcus Davenport out, Andres Pete out, and Jared Cook are out for this week's game against Detroit. So not only is Michael Thomas out, but now we have Jared Cook. So there's less people for Drew Brees to throw for. That looks like two defensive backs are going to be out. Janoris Jenkins and Marshawn Lattimore. <laughs> They're best ones. Linemen. <laughs> yep. Well, exactly. That's kind of sad that Janoris Jenkins, old Janoris Jenkins. Yes. New Janoris Jenkins. No. And Davenport. So a rusher as well. Uh, an offensive lineman. I mean, this is alarming. And the Saints are still favored by three and a half on the road. Drew Brees sucks on the road. Ah, this is a weird game. Man. I mean, are we just obviously you're just taking Alvin Kamara? Just kind of check that. You have to right in now. cash games. In cash games, absolutely. In GPPs, I still don't know if you could fade him, but he's going to be forty percent owned. So that would be my only reason to fade him. Like, there's nothing about his game that I don't want here, especially against Detroit. We know how much we like to take running backs against Detroit. We've talked about that numerous times. They are 29th in run defense DVOA. That is bad. And they're getting better against the pass. So Akuda had a really solid day against yep. um, Kyler Murray and company. I know D-Hop still got his, but that's a really, really tough assignment for a rookie cornerback. It's not like he had uh, D-Hop all day because D-Hop kind of goes everywhere on those formations. It's the same thing in Houston. He was never like a left wide receiver, a right wide receiver. He'll play the slot too. He's just that good. But this, I'm just, I'm pissed Janoris Jenkins isn't playing, which is because I like Galladay regardless of who is healthy for um, New Orleans. But 
I just wanted to see if I could get a prop bet with a friend or something on like two and a half, <laughs> three PIs for Janoris Jenkins oh, handling Kenny Galladay like would be that. a problem. The Kenny Galladay 6K on DraftKings, I wrote him up as this is the cheapest we will ever see him again, unless he gets hurt or something like that, knock on wood. But yeah, Kenny Galladay, smash bot. I don't see any defense getting a stop in this game, so the pace in this one should be wild. But you know, I mean, Patricia was pretty smart. I faded Kyler Murray in GPPs last week, as we all know, that was the scariest decision I've ever made all year. He was the chalkiest quarterback, and I really mean Ghost just went into every single box score against, well, with Patricia against running quarterbacks, and Kyler Murray didn't even run for that much. It's just a touchdown. So I, I want to say I was right, but that touchdown run he had was just absolutely filthy. It's like he was on skates or the, yeah, you know, and the defense, the defense was on mm-hmm. shoes on ice, you know, that whole. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? It's hard yeah. to walk on yeah, ice yeah, with yeah. shoes. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. <laughs> Kyler Murray just made him look brutal. Like he juked out like three dudes, but that's what Kyler Murray is. He's a stud athlete. But what I did like about Detroit is that they just committed to their run game and just kept pounding the ball with Adrian Peterson. I think Kerryon Johnson had a couple nice carries too. So maybe we see a lot more running for Detroit like last week, but you really don't want to. Saints defense is good against the run. Right, that's, that's what like, I'm so saying. Like, like, if they have no defensive backs and they're good against the run, is this like a smash spot for a little little line stack, like a little I Matthew Stafford? So. I mean, look at yeah. here, Kenny Galladay is under five percent owned over here on on FanDuel, and Matt Stafford is under two percent owned. I mean, take I'm it. Not, I'm not going to say this is like the best spot to be in ever, but I think Alvin Kamara is going to get his. I think the Saints are still going to score. So I mean I don't know they're they're not gonna be able to run the ball. Might as Detroit's well healthy too. Detroit yeah Detroit's healthy. This Kenny Galladay's should be a hundred percent good to go. Marvin Jones is a hundred percent. Hawkinson's a hundred percent and really getting involved with this offense. I know we saw Jesse James steal some of the show in the red zone last week, but you know that's just whatever. There's nothing you could do about that. And if Jesse James goes off, that's never gonna kill you in DFS because no one's gonna roster him. So yeah, if there's any time to play a Detroit stack. My opinion would be at home in the dome and then against a minor league football secondary right mm-hmm. now because that's what this is. Like, this is bad. I, I just, I wish Janoris was there to have a field day with Kenny Galladay, but the matchup for Kenny Galladay is even better now because <laughs> our boy PJ Williams. Uh, our boy. If you yeah, listen to anything in the industry, I know Jeff Manns is like, he, he invented PJ Williams being bad. And I always listen to Sirius XM and stuff like that over the years. And that obviously helped me become a better player is listening to other people. And yeah, if you just watch tape on PJ Williams over the last couple of years, it's really, really bad. I mean, Cooper Cup made him look terrible. Um, on my biggest DFS week ever was a couple of years ago, that Rams Saints game. That was when PJ was a starter. And he's back. This, this is going to be bad. Dude. I don't get how no one's playing Detroit. It doesn't make any sense. So let's do that. Tell them you have to tell them sticks. That's it's your job. And and people can hear you on Sirius XM radio as well. Uh, Sia and Jason host the show. I know you're on there all the time Saturday night. So if you're listening to this right now, hopefully it is Saturday still. And then you can go check out sticks and (laughs) Sia and Jason on the 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. show. You also can hear that on demand. So I think that part is pretty important, too. So sticks will have some good information still for you there uh let us move on to an interesting can i stop you real quick quick question absolutely 100 you got any so with michael thomas out and jared cook out do you like emmanuel sanders at all no 
Okay. I like Alvin cool. Kamara. Neither do I. All right, I like that's Alvin what Kamara I. More. That's all it comes all right, down to. Moving on. Moving on. And there's nothing right. you can do about it. I don't think he's. Drake One Smith is more expensive than him, though. That's what I don't understand. No. Uh, just as note, Alvin Kamara up to 36%, over 36% owned here on Fandor. So. Hey, you know what the pain in the ass thing is? It's crazy. Yeah, I play him. The yeah, dude's like fifth in the league in receptions, and he's a running back. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, who? Um, the pain in the ass thing, though, when you run a projection model, all these injuries just filtering out throughout the weeks like, shit, mm. I got to go in there and mm. <laughs> update it. Just funny. You know, uh, we'll fix it, everybody. Don't worry. And by we, I mean, <laughs> no, they're, they're good. Not. They're good. Oh, we're good. I was never mind. I was on the ball. No, I was, you know, faking meetings at work. It's like, oh, I got to take this conference call. No, it's I just got to adjust Jared Cook. He's out. So uh, you don't have more to tell us. You don't <laughs> more I can cut that if you want. Like, <laughs> You're case good. From your work listens, but I don't I think, think they do. That's that's how dead. If they do, I appreciate the support. And I was just yeah. joking about lying about conference calls. I you am a workaholic. Never. Come on, he sticks with never. Get out of here. Um, all right, I think that's enough on New Orleans, Detroit. Let's move on to Seattle, Miami. Seattle is favored by five and a half points down in Miami, so I think it's a very long flight. One o'clock game. I don't think that matters, honestly. I think that's just narratives that we like to talk about, but uh, it, this is a 54 and a half over under. Seattle is more hurt. Like, it's starting to kind of be sad at this point. They lost... Their inside linebacker, their first-round pick from Texas Tech, uh, he's probably going to be out for this game. Bruce Irvin tore his ACL, I think, a couple weeks ago at this point. Chris Carson mm-hmm. doesn't really look like he's going to play, um, so I think that part is interesting. And then also, I think Carlos Hyde is hurt as well, if I'm not mistaken. So I think this might be a Travis Homer game. Uh, oh, I definitely hope so. pay attention. Definitely pay attention to the um, news and everything that's coming up and coming out. I think that part's very important, but... I mean, Seattle can throw on everybody. Russell Wilson's a magician. It looks like Byron Jones is still hurt. I don't know if Xavier Howard's even going to play either. Uh, this Dolphins defense is hurt. They give up a lot of points. They haven't played in a few days. They had the Thursday night game a couple weeks ago, so or last week. So it feels like it's a couple weeks ago at this point. Is this a fun game to stack? I mean, the over-under is high enough. Russell Wilson's going to throw the ball. Um, how are you feeling about this? It's really, I guess, from the Miami side. Uh, how are you feeling about it from there? Man. I don't know. No Jamal Adams either. Yeah. So oh, thank you. No Jamal Adams. Enter, yeah. enter Sandman Mike Jacecki. Uh We could cue that music up or something. I don't know. I am not that good at the audio <laughs> stuff. So right, play it I'll in your head, it. folks. Play it in your head. Uh, yeah, I would love, love, love Chris Carson to miss this one. I love Chris Carson, and I'm surprised he's back so soon. It sounds like he was practicing in a limited capacity yesterday. But I really, really, really want this to be Travis Homer week and no one to play him, but I don't think that's going to happen. Carlos Hyde, again, potentially becomes a free square if Carson is out, more so for cash games. I don't think I want to go there in GPPs because we are going to see some Homer, and I went into a lot of his film from last year when he had a lot bigger role. He's not like a little scat back. He's a big dude. Let me look up his size. I don't know why we're talking about Travis Homer so much, but that's the edge I'm trying yeah, to. Uh, for everybody out there playing bingo, if you had fair State, Ice Hockey, and Travis Homer, um, <laughs> you're close to winning at this point. You have to be. You have to be close to winning at this point. Uh, yeah, I like Travis Homer if those guys are out, but we don't need to talk about that. The story here is Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, Devontae Parker, Preston Williams, Mike Jacecki. And potentially Isaiah Ford, if you want to go there. We saw every single receiver for Dallas have a really good game last week. The I think the worst home was CeeDee Lamb, who had a really good matchup. And he still had a good good game. Mm -hmm. I think he had like five catches or so. That's kind of what he does. 
Yeah, I don't know who's going to cover Lockett, who's going to cover Metcalf. Byron Jones being out, he would have the best chance. I think this is advantage Metcalf big time, especially, you know, he's he's got to feel pretty bad about what happened last week, even though we did have the game-winning touchdown yeah, too. Exactly. So, so that helps. But I don't know. Like, I don't need to tell you to play these guys. You know it. I know it. Um, running really, back side, my Miles Gaskin's going to have a big workload at 5K mm-hmm. if you want to go into that, but you know he's not getting the goal line carries, so that kind of scares me off of him a little bit. But my my I question here for you, Sticks, is how much Mike Gesicki? How much? Uh, what's the field at? So 20 times the field. He's at 10 right now on Fanduel. Okay, so that would put me at 200 Mike Gesicki, which is impossible to be 20 times overweight than that field. Uh, yeah, definitely. Dude, he's he's got to be one of the top plays at tight end for sure. I think it's, if, yeah. if there's just no way Miami stops Seattle. So Seattle should have a big lead and Mike Jacecki is their best pass catcher. I'm sorry, Devontae Parker and Preston Williams truthers, but uh, Dalton Schultz had a pretty solid game last week too. And Jamal Ems was in that game for a little bit. So yeah, I mean, gosh, I love Jacecki. Let's just have a moment of silence for Mike Jacecki Appreciation Day, which oh, okay. starts tomorrow. Say, he's not dead. Like, no, he's not dead. And uh, yes, of course, just to again, respect his game. Everybody playing bingo, you knew that the middle square was Mike Gusecki. So again, yep. you should you you should have already had that one covered off on your board. Don't worry, uh, we're here. We're here to help you, people. We promise. Um, I think it's going to be a fun game. I think it's going to be very high scoring. As I said, over under a fifty four and a half. I don't know how it doesn't go over. I mean, Seattle, I think, have hit all their overs so far this season, and they've all been pretty much that high. Miami defense banged up. Seattle's defense is terrible. Both of these offenses can move the ball a little bit. So I guess how weird... It's a good, do you good get game to get exposure to. Yeah, Like, how weird do you get? Like, do you play any Ryan Fitzpatrick at all? Is that just like a, hey, you know, you're MMEing, you know, of course you got to put a little bit of him in there because that Seattle defense is bad? Yeah, and he runs the ball. I, dude, I have such a hard time buying into Fitzpatrick. But if there's any game to do it, it's this one. I don't know. I just, I have a hard time seeing Miami scoring, regardless of how bad Seattle's defense is. Like, they're certainly way, way better than Jacksonville. I mean, my, I'm just thinking, like, what Miami's done recently. I don't know, dude. This sucks. This is a really tough one. Seattle's 29th in past DVOA. Really good against the run. I mean, they did a, a really good job against mm-hmm. Zeke Elliott yep. last week. I know he's still got in the box. He's just going to do that. That's what the Cowboys offense, they're going to get in the red zone. And certainly the touchdown equity for Zeke Elliott is always there. He's like minus 200 to score every single week. So, yeah, I, I don't think I have a lot of love for Miles Gaskin. You got to probably play him in season long, especially again with the postponements. We talked about that on the Monday show. It looks like he's just going to be a season long asset moving forward. But yeah, just get exposure to this game. There's really no right or wrong way for me to tell you how to do it. I think you're all smart enough. If you think Miami's going to chuck the ball a lot and not get their ass kicked, then play Ryan Fitzpatrick. I'm just worried about if Seattle goes up like crazy, do we see Tua? Or they have no interest in playing him. I I mean, that's a Sia question. He seems to be uh, more connected to insiders than I am, uh, especially down there, boots on the ground in Miami. But I don't think so, man. Like, why bother? Like, really? You know what I mean? Like, why even even bother? Especially this early in the season. Maybe if this was like a week 14 game, uh, if he isn't already starting at that point, maybe. But 
I don't know. Leave, well, unless... Seattle, Seattle's pass rush is bad, so it's not like you're not throwing two into the fire in a game he's going to get just physically beat up like we saw Brett Rippon on Thursday mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Joe Burrow every single week. We just see him get laid out. Ugh. So I think Miami can protect Tua if they wanted to get him some reps, but I don't know. I'm just going to go out on a whim and say we see two at this game. Okay. That's like my, my bold prediction of like, things that are unlikely to happen. I think that's going to be my read on this one. But yeah, okay. get exposure to this game for the 30th time. Um, no Tua, though. Don't buy into Tua. Six no, do not play Tua. No, no, over don't, here. Don't, uh, don't do that. Um, all right, let's move on to a couple more 1 o'clock games, and we can get to the 4 o'clocks. Uh, we have the Chargers traveling to Tampa Bay. The Charger, uh, the Bucks are favored by a straight 7 over under of 43, so very, very low. Anything doing this game? I think we have Leonard Fournette is out. We have Chris Godwin who's out. I mean, it's going to be Ronald Jones, a lot of Ronald Jones. We know the Bucks are good against the run, so maybe not too much Austin Eckler. But again, if there's anybody we can compare Austin Eckler to, it's like a Alvin Kamara light. So he's going to catch the ball. He's probably going to you know get a lot of targets through there. We've seen what Keenan Allen's been able to do with Justin Herbert so far. R.I.P. Mike Williams. Um, but how uh, how are you? trying to get too much exposure to this game doesn't look like it's really going to be that fun no ronald jones is at like 12 to 15 percent ownership that i don't know that doesn't do it for me we'll probably see LaShawn really? mccoy yeah three, i mean he's 4700 4, on DraftKings, so he's oh, super okay. super cheap three yeah. percent at 5.6 over here on fanduel you could certainly play eckler no one's going to play him and tampa bay as good as they are against the run they do give up a ton of pass catching work to running backs and we know that's what Eckler does but I would assume Tampa Bay schemes for that because I would make Justin Herbert beat me especially when they really don't I guess their deep threat right now is Jalen Guyton without Mike Williams excuse me Jalen Guyton he's a mm-hmm. rookie I, let's let's oh. get off the rails again uh, here we go this guy's an absolute burner North Texas let's see this, there we uh, go. this 40 time the green green something, right? North Texas. Four point four point three five official. He's ran oh. a four point three unofficial. Whatever that means. Guy is fast as fast. hell. So I just keep an eye out for this guy. I don't and when you watch the film, like he can break free, but he doesn't really play a lot of snaps because Mike Williams there. Mm-hmm. But Herbert doesn't throw the ball outside. So it's not like this guy's a good player any mean or like a good play for DFS by any means or season long. Just someone just someone to watch. It's pretty fun how fast he is. Mm-hmm. And he's good. He's a good route run. He's not like just Deshaun Jackson where he's just running a go route. Like he could kind of he can wheel and deal a little bit. I like him. But yeah, this game's not appealing to me at all. You could certainly play Keenan Allen. You you know the target share is going to be there. It's damn near 32% with Herbert. Again, 32% is like a magic number that is unheard of in the NFL besides guys like Hopkins, apparently Odell Beckham this year, and uh, what we saw with Mike Thomas last year. Michael Thomas. Mike Thomas. Um, Yeah, uh, that's pretty much it hunter henry always a great play in dfs 4600 on DraftKings. you know how much herbert likes him as well i don't know like chris Godwin out does that open things up for O.J. howard and gronk if you want to punt the tight end i'm really a Gronk guy He's, do you see him in denver he got some work finally but he looks so so old didn't he? just slow it's, it's kind of sad i want him to go yeah. back to like the wwe um champion or some random mass belt i like i kind of like that rob Gronkowski a little bit more I'm gonna let's see let's see what uh what week was Godwin out? It was week two he was out. Yeah, he had the concussion. 
Yeah, so week two, there you go. That was the most snaps and routes ran that O.J. Howard's had all year. So if you want a little sleeper at 3,300, you could play O.J. Howard because he kind of does play the slot with Godwin out. And that was just one week, so you're relying on a one-week sample size. But routes ran is more important than snaps played, in my opinion, and he that was the most routes he's ran all year. So that's like pretty it. good. I want nothing to do with Herbert or Tom Brady. Mike Evans, anytime he's the only receiving threat for Tampa Bay, that's got me interested. Is Scotty Miller playing? Do you know anything about him? I think he's I good to go. He's questionable, but I, yeah, I think he's going to play. I don't think he's uh, he's anything to worry about. Yeah, I think long story short, there's just so much better games. Mm-hmm. Like You don't need to roll the dice with all of these. Just focus on those games totals around 50 points for the most part. Unless you like a one-off, like I said, I think O.J. Howard may be my pick. For someone, you know, gun the head, if I had to play somebody from this game, it's probably going to be OJ Howard and GPPs only. I like it. Yeah, nothing really doing for me for this game. I think the Bucks win. I think they kind of cover, and I really don't think it's a problem. Oh, uh, Bucks like- defense. I mean, we never really talk oh, about defense, yeah. but there you That's go. True. Rookie quarterback who's not going to throw it outside. They're not going to burn you. So there you go. Play the Bucks defense. They're smart, solid, dude. People, you know what? I'll call them out. Javi, if you're listening all summer long, Love Javi, too, by the way. Um, all mm. summer long, just told me how Tampa's defense is terrible. They are number three in rush defense and pass defense, DVOA. Pass defense. Everybody said their secondary sucks. Number three in pass defense, number five in rushing. Tampa Bay's defense is awesome. Never doubt Todd Bowles. Todd Bowles is and good. Bear. Outside and Levante David. And but their the, defense the, is awesome, too. The three-fingered when, when wonder, APP. Yeah. Dude, Tampa D is legit. That is the best turnaround ever. Todd Bulls needs a raise. I don't even know what he gets paid, but it's not enough. Give the guy more money. I'm always for people making more money. I love it. Um, yeah, so give it to Todd. Love it. Uh, let us move on. Uh, we have the Jacksonville Jaguars traveling to Cincinnati. Uh, Cincinnati is favored by two and a half points. They were favored by three, so the line finally came down. Last week we saw you know the Jag. What's up? said, you know why? He broke the news to me right when we started. I got a quick cut, y'all. I'm done. Yeah, Joe makes it. Cut me off as much as you want. This is your show, dude. (laughs) I just totally forgot that we already talked about that um, before. But, yes, Joe Mixon looks like he might not play. He was added to the injury report late, and it just said chest, which is alarming. I don't really usually know what that means. Um, Man, his ownership dropped 10% since that news. Right when we got on and we weren't recording yet, we were talking about, I think, Adam Strangest, the guy who writes one of the best game-by-game breakdowns in the industry over for us at Win Daily. I got the notification on my Discord that Joe Mixon is questionable. His ownership was going to be like 40%. 5,800 against... um, this defense here, it's Jacksonville. You always run against them. This was Joe Mixon's breakout spot. We need him to play. Let's just let's get into this game, though. Let's assume he's playing, but keep an eye out for it if he's not. Yes, definitely keep an eye out. Play him if he is playing, but definitely keep an eye out. Uh, I thought it was interesting. Uh, Jacksonville was favored by three points last week. They get hammered by Ryan Fitzpatrick. And it's always the fun joke. Why is Jacksonville giving anybody points? They're now getting points. Really interesting. I looked into this game a little bit. So, so, so much money is on the Jags at plus three. So, 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 so many of the bets are on Jags plus three. The sharp money, the big money, the whales, everybody, the public. Uh, The line has finally moved down to two and a half, but I think that's more the Joe Mixon news than anything, which is something. So 
Uh, I don't know. Usually you see a line move if if it opened at three and it didn't move until we had news like this. Something to pay attention to. Just keep your eye out, people. Just keep your eye out. Um, are you playing anybody from this game? I mean, you the Jags have given up points this this year uh, to the Colts, to the Titans. We've seen to the Dolphins. Is this a is this a nice little spot? Maybe some some Joe B. Maybe a little maybe a little sprinkle on all Tyler Boy. Maybe or, or maybe even we can go back to the well with AJ Green. How are you feeling there? Uh, the boy last week was Tyler Boyd. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm always in for jokes. Oh, T Higgins two touchdowns last week. Are you going to call another touchdown for T Higgins? No, I'm going to take the money and run on that one. <laughs> that was awesome though, man. That, that was, was impressive. Awesome. I thought he had more volume. That's more of what I was calling, but I did say it was T Higgins' day, so I guess I didn't specify that it was going to be the yardage or the points be vague be vague yeah yeah i'll take a victory lap there um yeah always joe burrow man joe burrow would i wish he was like around in the in the 80s early 90s when cigarette ads were still a thing Mm -hmm. like joe burrow smoking a camel blue would be perfect like hey man joe cool i think that or joe camel whatever i don't know i don't uh, did your bingo square have cigarette advertisements <laughs> in it? <laughs> but yeah, no, you could pass. Jacksonville is ranked the worst pass defense in the NFL. Oh, I love everything about picking on them. Um, we saw Miami just tear them a new one, and that was mainly through the ground. Uh, Devontae Parker, Preston Williams didn't really do a whole lot. Mike Jacecki didn't really even do a whole lot, but they scored points like crazy. This is a much better offense. The pass rush for Jacksonville is not good. So if there's, I mean, I love Joe Burrow last week. This is an even better spot, in my opinion. But DJ Hayden on the slot. Oh, man. Enter Tyler Boyd. Enter Tyler Boyd. Let's go. Yeah. And and I apologize. I'm just looking. There's a lot of news that we're going to catch you up on on one of these 4 o'clock games. Um, looking like it might there's not even more. happen. Oh my might not God. even happen. Uh, it, it, we actually got the breaking news that Cam Newton tested positive while we started recording. Um, in the middle of it, we then kind of stopped, talked, and then came back on. So we're going to get to that game. But as of right now, looking at my phone, the game might, it, it is expected that the game will not be played as scheduled at 425 p.m. Sunday. So that's two games. What is happening? We had such a good thing going. I have a lot of Patrick Mahomes in my season longs. So this is not good. I'm not excited because the problem, you want to hear the best problem? I have Patrick Mahomes and Big Ben. Those are my two quarterbacks in one league. So I literally have no idea what I'm going to do. There's, there's got to be good. so many people in that this same spot, especially like best ball. It's like, all right, I'm going to reach on Pat Mahomes, and then I'm not taking a quarterback again to like the Big Ben spot because his value was so cheap this year in best ball. Yep. And then he draft, really. There's got to be so many people that are just not. Excited about that. So I think that's enough on Jacksonville, Cincinnati. Anything? Um, are we playing James Robinson? We saw what the yeah, yeah. Um, I don't the like Bears his price. The Browns. This is the funniest thing ever. That I know James Robinson has just been on an absolute tear, and he's a ISU Redbird. Go Birds. Go Birds. Um, but he's priced seven hundred dollars more than Joe Mixon. That's just funny to see. Um, but yeah, if Joe Mixon plays, you you know, unless something is like, if we get some more information on like what is going on with his chest, like if he's going to be limited in the capacity or if he's like, if he can re-injure himself via a hit or something like that, obviously it's a contact sport. So as of now, Joe Mixon is an absolute lock for your cash game. Just play him at 5,800, especially when the ownership was going to be as high as it was this morning at like 30, 40%. Now it's down to 20. And that's probably just some algorithm bullshit that, is just go taking in the injury news and the the equation here, but mm-hmm. I'm sure he's good to go. But yeah, every single player in this game. I mean, if you wanted to play Chanel a little bit, it sounds like 
DJ Chark is back. So, you know, like Keelan Cole and Chris Conley, I don't, I don't, I hope none of you guys ever play them. Uh, kind of like Cincinnati's defense, honestly. Uh, th- I am all in on if Joe Mixon plays, I am all in on the state of Ohio covering these spreads. I like that. The state Every of Ohio. Ohio. That is where my bankroll is going on the sports wagering side outside of player props. But yeah, give me the state of Ohio plus the combined, uh, I guess it'd be one and a half points because Cleveland's plus four. They both win. Mm-hmm. They both win. How about that? Take a quick money line parlay. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, after I asked that question about James Robinson, uh, as I said, I have Big Ben and Patrick Mahomes in the same league. So Ryan Fitzpatrick was out there. So I'm probably going to yeah, be playing get him. Fitzmagic. He was him or Nick Mullins or Daniel Jones. So oh, that's an opener. Yeah, went Fitzpatrick. Um, crossing my fingers because uh, I think I have some. God damn it. God damn it. God damn it. <laughs> Ah, oh, fuck, man. All right, excuse me. Sorry. Honestly, yeah, though, from a DFS perspective, getting Mahomes off the slate is a huge relief. But I really wanted to see that game. I wanted to see Cam go play them and see what happens. See what Billy B's got up his sleeve. Big Bill B. Uh, maybe, can we throw some conspiracies out there? He wants more time to prep for Mahomes. more times to prep. For, he saw what Mahomes did to the Ravens and said, you know, F this. Let's, uh. Let's that let's sucks. move this game want, a little later in the week, later in the year. I wanted James White. This was a, no one was going to play James White. They kind of forgot about him. Fuck. We'll get to that game though. But yeah, Jacksonville, Cincinnati. Um, I want nothing to do with the mustache dude. I'm not even going to say his name anymore after how bad he was last week. But yeah, Joe Burrow. Every Cincinnati pass catcher in this game is great. It just seems like everybody's going to go to Joe Mixon and forget the pass game. You know, similar to, um. It's the anti what we did with Aaron Jones. Everybody goes to the pass game. We go to the run. Everybody's going to the running game. I think we can go to the pass. Uh, Zach Taylor's offense, they're going to throw it 40 times, no matter what. Last week, I think I said 46 pass attempts. I did 45, so it's mm-hmm. close. The model's pretty good at projecting Zach, Zach Taylor. Uh, but, yeah, um, it's a sneaky shootout potential. Let's say that. Mm. Right? This game, I think I it's like under the radar. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it's... Total. But we have a lot to consider now, yeah, too. The total is 50, so it's not like that sneaky, I don't think. Yeah, but there's, well, now if New England and Kansas yeah. City's out, it becomes, you know, moves up the ladder a little bit on interesting mm-hmm. games because no one is going to take Jacksonville, Cincinnati over Seattle, Miami, and all these other games mm-hmm. that we talked about Minnesota, Houston, Cleveland, Dallas. Like, there's just so many shootouts. Yep. The NFL is just a shootout league right now. It's fun, man. I, I'm all for it. Everybody loves points, but there is some regression coming. There's always regression to the mean. Uh, let's move on. We have the Arizona Cardinals traveling across the country to Carolina. They are favored. The Cardinals are by three and a half points. We have Kyler Murray. Fantastic. DeAndre Hopkins looks like he is a game time decision. So if you have Tyree Kill and DeAndre Hopkins in one league or or Juju Smith and DeAndre Hopkins in one league, like I might... Um, it's uh, it's interesting. It's interesting to say the least. Uh, I'm sorry, everybody. This the rest of this show is gonna suck. I'm just pissed off now. Um, talk to me about this game, Kyler Murray. Uh, you can run the hell out of the ball against Carolina. We've seen that all year. Is this Kenyon Drake season? Do we just roll with Kyler Murray and hope he just does what he's done on the ground? How are you looking at this game? Yeah, it's Kenyon Drake season. I am not going to play Kyler Murray, but maybe. Well, yeah, yeah. Name him again. Well, now with Mahomes out, it's like maybe I have to. I don't. 
that's a tough call. Um, Carolina is keeping games close, though. They are not as bad. They're not a doormat like everybody thought they were going to be. And shout out Matt Rule, man. It, just watching his offense, it's pretty impressive how much they move the ball, especially with Teddy Bridgewater. He was a game manager. I mean, their A dot is terrible, but a lot of DFS interest in this game. Obviously, you could always play Kyler. It's not Kyler Chalk Week anymore, so if you want to get different in GPPs and Kyler Murray is a way to get different, that's pretty sexy. Um, running backs, okay, yeah, Kenyon Drake, play running backs against Carolina. Mm-hmm. Right. We don't need to get too crazy about that. Chase Edmonds is getting work in the passing game, which you know sucks for Kenyon Drake, but which I don't understand. Kenyon Drake has always been a capable pass catcher. Mm-hmm. I just don't understand why these teams have. like Take a page out of uh, Mike Tomlin's book and just let – your RB1, be your RB1. He's your most talented player behind there. You know, James Conner is what I'm referencing. They yes, let him yes. do everything. That's what you should be doing. Oh, in, in that league with uh, Mahomes and Big Ben, I have James Conner too. So that's oh, my biggest league. Uh, that's a. You're, you're going to start Shane Falco. Uh, dude, who do you think would be better, Johnny Utah or Shane Falco? This is always one of my go tos when we used to go to bars. That was always one of my go-tos. Who do you think would be better? Who was the better? He's got heart. Miles and miles of heart. But Johnny Utah won that Heisman at Ohio State. So, I don't know. It's something. It's something. Um, I go with I like the lefty. Give me a lefty who scrambles all day. If you had Keanu Reeves on your bingo board, please just get up and, and, and we'll give you all your money at this point. Uh, we haven't even started with Gene Hackman. We'll get to the hill. Ugh. God, I love that movie. I love the replacement so much. Yeah, I may watch it today. Well, let's do so it. So here's an interesting one. We have Kenyon Drake at about 15% owned here on FanDuel at 7K and Mike Davis at 6.3K. So really not that much cheaper is at 30% owned here on FanDuel. So, Dude, Mike Davis is 30% owned on DraftKings. That's is he cheaper there at least? He's 5,700, so he's okay. cheap, but he's $100 lower than Joe Mixon. Mm. gotta love uh, it gotta love the public yeah, i mean i get it i get the mike davis thing it's check down city in carolina it was last week i still don't think this offense is meant to do that but if they can keep this game close i don't know i think mike davis may be a fade for me i don't mm. play me cash if you want to it seems like his ownership was not that high earlier in the week so it must be whatever algorithms are out there like well if joe mixon's out at 5800 the field's going to go to 5700 mike davis so that's what i'm reading into that and that's i'd like to say i'm 100 right on that so just oh you are i think yeah. we could say 200 so, right with your that's exactly what's happening right now so let's keep an eye on joe mixon but mike davis is certainly in play dj moore 5600 that is crazy crazy low 30 percent ownership there so that's pretty wild. This is, this makes no sense. So whatever algorithms these are, like there is no way Mike Davis is 30% owned and DJ Moore is 30% owned. And then Teddy Bridgewater would be like 2% owned. No one's just double stacking Mike Davis and DJ Moore without Bridgewater. So nobody bullshit on all these projection systems out there. But DJ Moore at 30% ownership at 5,600 makes perfect sense to me. But then Robbie Anderson, if you want to pivot off of DJ Moore, if you have interest in this game, let's say that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'm not saying you have to force this one. DeAndre Hopkins game time decision. If he's off the slate, all hell breaks loose at the wide receiver position. Like there's no reason to pay up when you guys got guys like Galladay at 600 or 6,000. The two top dogs would then be Metcalf and Lockett. They're on the same team. So 
<laughs> as we as this podcast goes on, this slate is going to be a weirder, but there's just so much value and so many good games. Like, I think last week, if you were to ask me what would have been like the millionaire maker lineup construction, I would have, you know, we would have all been right with Seattle Dallas being the main stack. And then, you know, Rex Burkhead, I would have never said I played him in MME because how much I liked the Patriots covering that spread, which makes sense. If you like a team to cover or you like a team in DFS kind of picture both ways on how they'd win. I liked Cam Newton for the most part, and they didn't get it done through the air. So I had to have some Rex Burkhead as well, just in case that game script went south and it did. But I don't know, man. Um, Andy Isabella, he is out of my player pool. I'm not playing him. Christian Kirk, if he plays super, super, super cheap, and he's got to have a big game soon, right? Like, he's a very talented player. We haven't seen anything from him at all. He's going to play. Isabella? Yeah. Got a touchdown last No, game. no, not, not Andy Isabella. Christian Kirk. Oh, no. Christian Kirk sucks. I'm making that stand. I made that stand last year. Um, I've been right okay. all this year as well. Like, I don't think Christian Kirk is good. All right. So, and DeAndre Hopkins is mainly playing one side of the field, barely going to the slot. Larry Fitz, man, what a bummer. Um, but yeah, I don't know. This game's tough for me to handicap. I think my stance is I'm not going to get cute. I will have some DJ more for sure. I'll eat that chalk a little bit, then pivot to Robbie Anderson some. But Kenyon Drake, absolutely, just play him. All right. Um, so we're going to get two depressing games in a row. We'll start with the Giants Rams. Uh, Giants Rams are favored by 13 and a half points uh, over under. At cover that too. I think they cover it. Uh, I don't think you can play anybody from the Giants at all. Uh, no. Can you play anybody from the Rams? Yes. Okay. Um, well, let me see real quick. Daryl Henderson. Uh, uh, and yes, thank you to the Zay- gentleman. Is Akers out? Yes, Cam Akers is ruled out. Thank you to the gentleman who reached out to me on Instagram and told me it's Daryl. Daryl, not Darrell. So I appreciate that gentleman there. And I guess asking for help works. So save the show. Save the show. It It was kind of a fun joke we were rolling with. Uh, I'm pretty sure I knew it was Daryl, but, you know, got to love it. Um, Daryl Henderson, less than 5% owned. And this Giants defense is trash. So I don't know, man. How do you feel about yep, it? Yep, yep, jam him in. That is, that's my pivot to Joe Mixon if he's out. I kind of like Mixon and Henderson together in cash. Um, and he's only, yeah, 6.4K over here on FanDuel. Super so, cheap on FanDuel. Yeah, yeah that's oh, yeah. actually cheaper than he is on DraftKings when you weight the salary cap. So mm-hmm. that's a great spot. And he's got touchdown equity. 13-point home favorite. Like, we always jam in running backs in that spot. Daryl Henderson is their guy. That's probably the only like you're the New York New York Giants guy. Can we play Evan Ingram ever? No. What's going on? He's terrible, dude. What's like, he he's sucked this year. Uh this isn't even like maybe he's hurt and just finally decided to want to play through his injuries. Uh, I met him. Super nice dude. Really nice guy. I met him uh one time at a conference. But yeah, I don't know, man. This Giants offense is inept. Uh I think we have like every single tight end in Buffalo scored a touchdown or two last week against this uh, Rams defense. So, mm-hmm. like, I thought last week was the Evan Ingram smash week against San Fran, who had absolutely nobody healthy on that defense, and he did nothing. And they were chasing points. Like, it was the perfect game script for Evan Ingram to get 10 targets. Didn't happen. I think I'm going to no. go with you then. You're, I'm going to trust your gut. If he's not in play, he's not in play. I don't My gut is super negative on the Giants. I want to tell you that right now. But super, so, super negative. So, so damn talented. And 4,400 on DraftKings. For that talent, 
it's something I feel like I want to talk myself into. But I, I mean, know. you can play a little bit of them. I mean, I don't think this is a core lineup play. I don't think this is someone that you're going to, you know, definitely risk a lot on. If you're MMEing, I think it makes sense. Even like a 20 max, I could see yeah. you maybe getting a little faster, maybe yeah, a couple of them. But no, man, I mean, it's just he gets some targets. He's dropped, I don't even know how many balls this year. Uh, this Giants offense looks insanely bad. The defense looks insanely bad. So they're going to be chasing points. They're going to have to throw the ball. But we saw that last week against a literal second string defense. And Daniel Jones still didn't even muster up 200 yards, had another couple turnovers. So I don't know, man. It's just. I, uh, I think you just go Daryl Henderson to Rams D and throw the rest out the board and maybe get a little bit of Evan Ingram in the 20 max. But like Jared it. Goff and Cooper Cup and Woods could certainly go off early. So if you pick which wide receiver can score two touchdowns, I think that would be the way to go for the receivers. I This is a great matchup for both New York secondary so bad. So last week I was on Cooper Cup because I love picking on Teron Johnson, the slot corner for Buffalo. Cooper Cup went pretty, not off, but he had a really good game. He had the flame emoji on DraftKings, so mm. that's 3x value. Always You'll like love that. that. But I think just keep this, again, so many other games out there. There's not a better defensive play than the Los Angeles Rams. So play them. Play them. Yeah, uh, I think they're going to, I mean, it's a minimum of two turnovers. Aaron Donald, let's put that at one and a half over under sacks. Probably taking the over there. Um, Yeah, New York's not. What's going on with this line? I thought they addressed it. uh, They tried, but, you know, if you have two rookies starting on your offensive line, what did you expect to happen? And then two other journeymen and one guy you traded Odell for is has been shit this year. So not great, man. Not great, but let's, uh, I don't want to talk, <laughs> talk about this game anymore. Let's go to another depressing game. So more news has come in. Uh, looks like the chiefs Patriots game will be postponed so that oh, we don't have to really confirmed. talk about it on the slate confirmed by Adam Schefter. Well, game is be oh yes patriots game is being postponed and is expected to play monday or tuesday little extra chiefs practice squad quarterback jordan taamu of xfl fame and uh, old miss fame has also tested positive for covid19 is being added to the reserve list um it will not be played on sunday i'm just going through all these notifications right now and uh michael Pittman put on ir trey burt trey burton's back for the colts I don't know if that does anything for you. Um, Julio Jones and Calvin really are trending upwards. That game has nothing to do. Um, yeah, and Cam Newton is also. Skip? Yeah, we're, we're going to skip Kansas City. Knowing yeah, oh, I just goal. wanted to go through all of that. So season-long friends, if you have the balls to play anybody from this game, we saw that the uh, Titans game was and Titans-Steelers game was supposed to be played Monday or Tuesday. It then quickly got expunged there and is now later on. I mean, I have Patrick Mahomes in a quarterback juice league. So he is my everything. He literally scored 60 points for me last week. Um, and he so, yeah, I, uh, I can't play him because it's potentially maybe Monday or Tuesday. Uh, so we'll have to look out, but uh, clearly there's more people getting tested. More people are testing positive and uh, it doesn't look like it's great. So we will skip this game on the slate. It would have been a fun one. Uh, Kansas city was favored by, it looks like down to six and a half. So that's interesting. So we have, Two four o'clock games in this case. We have the Giants Rams game at four o'clock, and we have the Buffalo Raiders game. The Buffalo Bills are traveling out to Las Vegas. The Bills are three and a half point favorites. Josh Allen, early season MVP. I mean, him and Russell Wilson. It looks like right now. Um, so it's definitely it's an interesting conversation. Interesting conversation. Uh, 
the Rams, or I'm sorry, what the the Raiders, uh, Josh Jacobs, good spot, bad spot. Yes. Yeah. I mean, how do you? Yeah. I mean, we saw Darrell Henderson. I think on Daryl Henderson. I'm sorry. I think on 16 carries have over 100 yards last week. So is this like, let's go, Josh Jacobs, and see what happens, or how do you feel about this game? Yeah, I mean, Buffalo, like if you look at the metrics for Buffalo's run defense, it's a little bit skewed because Matt Milano and Trey Edmonds, I think, missed week two. They were both back week three, mm-hmm. but they got ran all over too. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's Josh Jacobs. He There's not many people in the NFL that have as much of a defined role as Josh Jacobs. He is their offense, especially this week. Let's go back to these injuries. Who the hell is healthy for Oakland or Las Vegas? Uh, uh, Rugs, not. Edwards, not. I think that's, that's everybody. Yeah, well, that's, that's a big. Point. All right, that's a big hit. So we're shot, relying. New wide receivers are not healthy. Yes, that's this wide receiver core is Hunter Renfro in a great spot against Teron Johnson, as I just saw in the last what? game. So you could play Renfro, uh, Nelson Aguilar, and Zay Jones. <laughs> what Love is it. going on? Uh, yeah, I, I mean. Robert Woods had a really good day last week, but again, the Rams offense is just so impressive with how well they're running the play action. Las Vegas really doesn't do much that intrigues me on paper. When I watch their, their games, it's like, all right, they don't really have a great scheme, but you could certainly play Darren Waller. It's not the, yeah, we faded him last week because Bill Belichick, you know, it was going to jam his ass at the line. That is exactly what they did. I actually saw someone on Twitter post some film recap of New England. They were putting two people on Josh Jacobs in the flats. Like they're like, all right, we're gonna jam wall at the line, and Josh Jacobs is getting double teamed. Beat us now. So all right, well, we need Hunter Renfro and Brian Edwards for a quick second, and then he got hurt. Mm-hmm. But Brian Edwards was having a good start to that game. I had a lot of him. Yeah. And that sucks. He was like zero percent owned. Um, but Hunter Renfro is zero percent owned right now. Buffalo should run these guys. I don't respect this Las Vegas team at all. And Vegas does, like not Vegas, like the fans, but Vegas, the sports books. Just like last week, I had no idea why they were such a, you know, it was like five points they were a dog to New England on the road. No, You thing. literally put in the notes, put as much money as you want on this game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. That's, so whatever you wanted, it worked out. It started slow, but... I mean, Josh Allen in an absolute incredible spot. He's matchup proof. I didn't play him last week because I respect the Rams defense. Didn't matter. This guy's just on a different planet right now. Only going to be 10%, 12% owned. Probably higher now as the New England KC. Like, we just lost a running quarterback and then the best passer on the slate. So, that's obviously mm-hmm. got to bump up Josh Allen a bit. Um, maybe everybody goes to Russell Wilson. I don't know. But I have a lot of interest in Stephon Diggs and... Downtown John Brown mm. and Josh Allen. I don't think I still won't do it. I'm sticking to my stubborn stance on they I both don't, don't have blow up games together. But Stefan Diggs, absolutely. Trayvon Mullen, Nevin Lawson's bad. Good for him. And uh, mm. Marcus Joyner. So Arnett, did he get hurt? Their rookie cornerback? Yes. I, yeah, I think he yeah. got placed on IR actually. Damn. So Nevin Lawson yeah. is back. At, dude. I love picking on Las Vegas as secondary. It it just didn't happen last week as much as I loved Cam because New England was running the shit out of the mm-hmm. ball. Like Sony Michelle was breaking loose, and he's the slowest running back in the NFL, in my opinion. Just watching him, it's like he's well, got the piano on his back. But yeah, this is probably one of my favorite uh, offensive stacks. Just because Josh, Josh Allen's putting up thirty five a game, and it's just not it's stopping. Incredible, dude. It's so much fun. Um, yeah, what, Vegas, uh, Vegas certainly. Josh Jacobs, like, sorry, sorry to cut you off there. I no, just no, no. that Josh Jacobs and and uh, 
Hunter Renfro are probably the only people I will have in my player pool. But you got to know what you're getting with Hunter Renfro. It's never going to be sexy. But he could get, you know, eight catches for 80 yards and just hope he gets in the box in this game. But the eight catches, I think, whatever his catch prop is, I'm likely to take the over. Darren Waller right now, 20% owned over here on FanDuel. That's just going to be a fade for me. Yeah, Matt Milano is back. Matt Milano is back. He's the gentleman. Uh, I think they were literally down to two uh, linebackers last week. Uh, still won that game. Now they have Milano back, and I can't remember. I think Trey Edmonds came back? Question mark? Question yeah, he was mark, good. Right he was good to go last week. So, yeah, I 20% for – I know Darren Waller is awesome, uh, but that was – we saw him do have one game so far this year, and it was pretty much against Janoris Jenkins uh, for some reason. Yeah. He just kept going up against Janoris Jenkins and just beating him over they, and over They again. put him in the slot, too. He They got a similar scheme to what Miami does with Jacecki. Because he's just he's their best pass catcher right now. Is Darren? It probably will be all year. I, Henry Ruggs hasn't showed us much, and he, you know it's not his fault. He got hurt right away in Carolina. But yeah, Waller at that ownership. I'm just gonna say think twice about it, folks. But yes, uh, if you want to down him in, do it. If, but uh, if you had the over on number of times Gasecki was brought up, um, I don't know what the line was, but I'm confident we have to start making that line much, much higher because it's, <laughs> it, I mean, even on weeks where the Dolphins will not play, because I'm sure they're going to have a COVID outbreak one of these days because it's in Florida and they obviously have a bye week. I'm still probably going to take the over on Gasecki that week. I'm confident. I'm confident in your work, Nick. Um, and that's yeah, on bye week. He's still getting four catches. <laughs> Just feed, feed the kid. At least four targets. I mean, I don't know about catches, but <laughs> so we have two games that were knocked out, unfortunately, for this week: Pittsburgh and Tennessee. And now looks like the New England Patriots going to Kansas City does not look like it's going to happen. Uh, it's again, it's same Monday or Tuesday. But if we now have players on both teams testing positive, one on each team. Kansas City's got someone with COVID. Yeah, Jordan Taamu, practice squad. Um, oh, yep. So maybe not as important. You did say that. Yeah, but I mean, how does a quarterback test positive and is in the huddle consistently and constantly with offensive linemen and them not test positive as well? So again, they said this game's most likely Monday or Tuesday. Folks, take everybody out of here. Like you can't you can't put your balls on the line like that. I unfortunately oh, hell is breaking loose, folks. So it's either uh, a very unfortunate spot where you take out Patrick Mahomes and he goes off, which I'm probably going to have to do. Um, but it's just one of those. Can we things. just put our Christmas trees up tomorrow and just call it a year? Who do you think you are? My Christmas tree's been up for the last three years. So, <laughs> sir, to get this I don't know. Year over with. Are, but, what uh, is going on? All right. Well, it's going to be an interesting slate to say the least. Uh, we'll see what happens with the rest of it. Sticks. Where can everybody find you on the internet while you're uh, chasing? You're, you're watching a little replacements, doing some <laughs> modeling today. Yeah, I'm depressed. This is a weird, weird week now. Uh, at Sticks Picks, S-T-I-X-P-I-C-K-S. Maybe I'll just change it to like severely disappointed for the day. It's a new Severely animal. disappointed picks for the day. I like that. It has a ring to it. It's going to hit, but uh, this sucks, man. Oh, man. Yeah, this isn't great. Um, Giants are going to get hammered. I'm going to get losing all my fantasy leagues. This sucks. Uh, you can find me at Michael Brazil one. I'll probably have some funny things to say over the weekend, especially with everything going on. Make sure to follow us at Wind Daily Sports. If you have questions, which guaranteed you do now, whether it's season long or for DFS, because we have now multiple games that will be out. And this one, the Patriots, New England one coming pretty or the New England Kansas City one coming pretty late. You probably had a couple lineups made. And now you don't know what to do. Come over and ask us questions. WindailySports.com backslash chat. You'll be able to ask Nick a bunch of questions. Brian, you'll be able to ask Adam. Yes, that is an incredible game by game breakdown. He has 
Sticks will have his prop locks of the week as well coming out soon, which we're excited about. So just come over, windailysports.com backslash chat. We're here to help. We're here to help. We're here to help. Free, free money. We're printing it. Yeah. You guys might as well come over and at least ask some questions. And of course, we have the live stream tomorrow morning. So I'm sure we'll have more information on if any other games are canceled uh, and really where some of these ownership numbers can go. Just out of curiosity, I kind of want to see Patrick Mahomes was at oh, only seven and a half. It's low, yeah. Like, that I really enjoyed Patrick Mahomes this week. Mm-hmm. I would have loved to talk about it. And it's okay. What happens with my 40-yard McCole Hardman touchdown, I guaranteed? Uh, I think it just rolls over. I think that's a roll. It rolls over? Well, he had one last week, so I think he it rolls over this week. I think it's only it's only fair. Yeah. So follow Philly us on B's Twitter. Man, man against Hardman was going to be a problem, and I wanted to talk about that. I like oh, to get happened. crazy for you guys, but it seems like every time I get crazy, it's working. So that's what I wanted to talk about, folks, was McCole Hardman week. Sorry, guys. Whatever. Yeah. Reel it back in. We'll reel it back in. Make sure to follow us everywhere on Twitter. Again, windailysports.com backslash chat. Come hang out with us. Come make a bunch of money. We appreciate each and every one of you. Four sticks for myself, for the Windaily Sports family. I don't know. Fuck it. Make it a very profitable week. Whatever. It doesn't matter anymore. Life doesn't exist. Time is a construct. Nothing matters. Have a great day, guys.